This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I thought we'd take a look at perceiving threats and how it might be heightening our anxiety. So obviously the way that we look at things in life affects the way that things go and how we perceive threats or what we perceive as threats really colors our anxiety. Many times what happens is we don't even have a lot of thought process around it. It just kind of happens. Like people say, it kind of happens out of the blue, but it's just deeply ingrained in us. This comes from trauma or repetition. could be a a one-time trauma, could flip you into perceiving even small threats as dangers very easily, or just doing it over and over again. So repetition can also dig that hole for us or deepen that connection. So I was really thrilled to have an email come across my computer the other day, and it was from Leo Babauta from zenhabits.com. And I would have put a link in the show notes for you, but it was an email and there was usually, you know, if it was a post, he would have a link to it, but there was not. It was just a little thing he was talking about in an email. So I thought I would share some of it with you because it was really helpful to me the day that it came in. In his email, Leo goes on to say, I've been working with a large number of people who are very often exhausted, not from sleep problems, but from their daily activities. A lot of us are drained by being around other people. So this is kind of going along with my last episode and actually something that I'm feeling like I need, which is some solitude. But anyway, back to Leo. A lot of us are drained by being around other people, doing video meetings, going out in public. And so we start to avoid those activities to preserve our energy. Setting boundaries and giving ourselves a space to rest is absolutely an important thing to do. But too much of these kinds of self-restrictions over time can result in us not being able to interact with people, increasing our isolation and loneliness, which only drains us more. And that's the end of Leo's quote there. And what I want to say is I did discuss this in the last episode about the difference between solitude and isolation or loneliness and being alone. They're very different. And so you can see here, I I was very taken that Leo was talking about this because he's talking about we don't want to set ourselves up with these self-restrictions to the point that we are 
isolated and that we are finding ourselves lonely. And so he wanted to talk about, I love this term. I hope you'll like it too. He says, let's talk about the threat detector and how it works before we talk about the practice of relaxing it. And I love this term and I probably you're going to hear me use it at some point because it truly is our amygdala, is it not? The threat detector. And so some of us have a highly tuned threat detector. Other people, you know, if it was a smoke alarm, the house could be full of smoke and it would barely make a peep. Other people, just the wind blowing through the house with some dust in it will set off their smoke alarm or better said, their threat detector. So I'm going to quote from his email here for a minute. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Quoting Leo Babauta, How the Threat Detector Works. Part of our beautiful human brains is always looking around for threats, predators, other humans that might want to attack us, and social cues that we might be kicked out of the tribe which in our early days would often mean death. So we scan for these threats and the body tenses up against them in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn responses. It tenses up, ready to take defensive action to protect us. And that's how it's supposed to work. But because we're in a modern environment, our threat detector is almost always going off. We worry about being judged by others, about not meeting the expectations of the group, about not meeting our own expectations in these interactions. Email, messaging, and social media also trigger these same kinds of worries about being judged or not meeting expectations. It makes us tense and anxious. This is simply exhausting. We get drained from all of this. And again, boundaries and self-care is absolutely crucial. 
but by shrinking our social activity, we can confine ourselves to loneliness and reduced ability to interact and do meaningful work with others. So we might include a practice of relaxing the threat detector to allow ourselves to be less drained when we interact with the world. And that's the end of the quote from Leo. And that is so important, is it not? This is exactly what I talk about when we want to avoid going from black to white or to the extremes on either end. What about being able to relax and be in the middle, to be in the world without being gobbled up by it, right? And lately I've been feeling a little gobbled up by the world, so... I will just say that this was a very timely email. Now let's get back to Leo Babauta's threat detector. (laughs) And we kind of know what it is now. And now let's talk about how we can relax that threat detector, or as I would call it, the amygdala. But it's nice to have an a nice descriptive term for it, I believe. Let me just read verbatim here, and I quote Leo here. You can practice it right now as it's likely that your threat detector is activated in this very moment. If not, you may notice the next time you're interacting with anyone in person, in a video call, or even messaging or email. Here's how to practice. Pause. Turn your attention to your bodily sensations and see if you can notice a place where you're feeling tense. There might be a tightness in your chest, stomach, head, or jaw. Stay. Keep your attention on the sensation of the tightness for a few moments, just resting the attention gently with openness, no judgment. You might even bring an attitude of warm compassion or friendliness toward the sensation, which, after all, are just trying to protect you from the perceived threats. Breathe. Take some deep breaths into the belly, letting yourself be filled with the sense of spaciousness with every in-breath, and letting go of tension with every out-breath. Do this for five to ten deep, slow breaths, seeing if you can relax the tension a bit. Change your view. Here's the key. Can you change your view of the threat to something that gives you a sense of possibility, curiosity, or gratitude? If you're with another person, instead of thinking of them as someone who might judge you, can you see them as someone who you might feel a sense of connectedness? Could you be curious about this beautiful being? Could you feel a sense of possibility about collaborating with them? Could you be grateful to have them in your life? Try out these kinds of views and practice trying to see them as non-threatening and someone who can fill you with a sense of wonder. Breathe in again. With this new view, can you breathe and relax your tension and feel a sense of openness, connectedness, warmth, and gratitude? And that's the end of the quotes I have here for you from Leo. As you can see, it's many things that we talk about, but I love the way he put it together. And I love the term, the threat detector. So I'm wondering if you can do this. 
the parts that I really am enjoying are the questions that he has here about changing your view. We work a lot here on the breath. And so we have that down. We, we also know how to pause and we know how to stay. That's another big one with anxiety, right? But changing the view can be a really wonderful piece that you can add in here. You can begin to ask some of these questions. Can you change the view of the threat? Now, this requires us to be aware enough so that we can catch that we are viewing something as a threat, right? So this is where awareness practice comes in. The more that we practice our awareness, the more we'll be able to see what we're doing when we are, let's say we're responding to an email to a colleague. And you know, you might not think that you can feel threatened by an email, but believe me, the amygdala is very threatened by email. So maybe you could look at it differently. The beauty of email and messaging is that we can actually take the time to split it open just a little bit more. It's harder to do when you're face-to-face because you have to really be strong to be able to slow down a conversation or to put pauses in a conversation. But if you are not right in front of the person and you are doing email or messaging, you can split that time open a little bit wider. But you know, the threat detector or the amygdala would have us think, oh, no, no, I have to answer this right now, right? Those little fingers are tapping right away. And that's not true. That's a habit. And you might find maybe you can pick a particular person or a particular situation where you could put this into practice, where you're going to slow it down. You're maybe going to take some breaths before you respond to the email. And in that way, when we open the space up, when we split it open, we really are responding versus reacting. When those little fingers just get click, click, clicking away on the keyboard, that could be a reaction, especially if the heart is pounding and you're like, oh, I got to, or I have to get this off my plate right now. I got to answer this right now. Slow it down because we actually end up with more time when we slow these things down we make fewer mistakes. We're able to respond with curiosity. We're able to respond with kindness. We can avoid misunderstandings. It saves time in the long run, but we have to actually train ourselves to do it. It's like training a horse, breaking a horse. You just have to keep, no, we're not going over there. You have to hold the reins with the mind. You have to slow it down, even though it wants to gallop away. Slow it down. Tell your mind the direction you want to go, the speed you want to go, and and take it from there. You don't have to live in these constant reactions to the threat detector. Yes, we see threats out there, and we get to decide which ones we're going to respond to, the order that we're going to respond to them, we are in charge. We don't have to live out of reaction. And it's really amazing when you think about it, that we give our power away that easily. 
we are in charge. We can make it go as slow or as fast as we want. Sometimes we need to react quickly. That's what the amygdala is there for. That's what the threat detection system is there for, to save us from real danger. Emails are not real dangers. No one's on fire. There isn't a tiger behind you. Your boss is not a real danger. He may be able to have power over you, but he is not going to hurt you right then and there. You can split the time open. You can make the speed go just slow enough that you can have a breath and respond. I just so want you to be able to be in a space where you are responding to life versus reacting. Of course, we will react when we have to. And that, again, is why the threat detection system is there. But that is so few times. And we live as if everything that is happening all of those notifications that come in, the amygdala is scanning all of those for threats. And it's exhausting. It is truly exhausting. So let's take it from Leo here. We're going to pause. We're going to stay. We're going to breathe, change your view, get a different perspective, and then breathe again. I hope that this was helpful for you, and I hope that you'll be able to put some of this into practice. And now for today's quote. You can't calm the storm, so stop trying. What you can do is calm yourself. The storm will pass. And that's from Timber Hawkeye. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.